Hey, you guys, Kyla Powers Radio checking in. I've been doing a show for the past couple of weeks, and so I haven't been doing as many uh, broadcasts as I'd like, but I was talking and I figured I might as well get back on my get back on my grind, right back on. And, um, no, I was just saying that how beautiful, literally beautiful our planet is. Do we, we're so busy. We're so worried about things in our lives, paying bills, the cracks on our cell phones, whether our significant others, faithful, our kids, what people have on, you know, just, we're tied up into so many things, and it's like, to take that isolated amount of time and just enjoy something that the Most High created. If you can take a minute, just a minute, go visit my YouTube page. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But if you have visited my YouTube page, you'll see a video I got on there. One of the first videos that I ever, I don't know if I uploaded it to Instagram or... I think it was Instagram. I don't know. It was like one of my first forays into social media because there was a time when I wasn't on social media at all. But one of my first videos on YouTube was called Tree Fairy. And it was um, an interesting time in my life where I just had commune, some sort of Whatever was going on with me and trees and, you know, the whole plant thing with my mom and flowers and whatever connection that my family has to earth, like my my aunt is definitely has that relationship to the earth with, when I say earth, I mean literally the soil. From the time that I can remember, have memories of her. She's on her knees in the yard, planting things, all kinds of things. Planting seeds, seeds that I would see in a package. And I would read when I first learned how to read. I'd see all these different kinds of seeds. And I saw it was just this little nothing in a bag or whatever. And she would just go out in her outfit or whatever and get in the dirt and push her little seeds in and make her holes and and then fill it back with the dirt and she'd pack it, you know, and do it. And there's so much love, so much love. That's my auntie, my aunt pterodactyl, 
the talk starts. She's not the most loving in terms of expressing it vocally or hugging you or she's probably never going to touch anybody. I'm amazed that she touches my uncle. Anyway, that's not my business. But she, um, where her love goes, and it's, I've observed her so long, but not really taking time to reflect upon it, like, of who she is, you know? And that that's like another thing that, I hope that we all, it's the weekend. I think the weekend is a good time, especially Easter Sunday when we're we're reflective and we're giving thanks. And part of the giving thanks is for the people in our lives that are alive and well, you know? And as you see me going through the trials of this soul, friendship that I'm dealing with, you know, the lesson, the lessons are the most important things, right? And that's not when we look back, how we look back on things that happened and, excuse me, what we extract from it. As I said, not one to ever really want to hear me sing or ever say she liked anything or just whatever. That's just the way it was. But where I would see the love is to see how she planted those vegetables how she planted the vegetables and then to see it was always a miracle when I went back over there a couple of weeks later and I would see bowls on the table or on her counter of turnips and uh, tomatoes and grapes and all kinds of stuff that she grew, peppers, and it was magic, there was magic in it. I know a lot of people have a problem with that word, maybe Christians do or whatever, but, you know, I have a right to think whatever I want to think, and I think that whatever talents or gifts, spiritual gifts, that you're given from the Most High, they can't be bad and they can't be wrong, especially if you use them to bless yourself and your family. It, there's nothing wrong with it. It, it was magical. To, not everyone can just do that. We take for granted. We think everything is so easy. How does that person do this? Oh, they just do it. No, it's not. I wouldn't know the, I mean, I'm happy to learn and I want to learn about agriculture, horticulture, uh, all that kind of stuff. I'm interested in it, you know? But 
she had a talent for knowing what to plant, when to plant it, how to till it, when it's time to get it out, and just and then letting it ripen, and then knowing what dishes to cook. I mean, I think my love, my love of cooking, I, it, it, I'm a late bloomer with all that, with the cooking thing. But, and you know, I recall now so many things that I absorbed when I was like really little. That's what's becoming my foundation. And I'm seeing that's how we as human beings, that's how we learn. That's how we evolve. I remember seeing each aunt was just amazing. They had their thing that they did with the cooking. And I was a very quiet, observant child when it was time for learning that kind of stuff. I would just sit and watch how the peas were done, how certain things were cut, how the biscuits were pressed, how the butter sat on the biscuit. (laughs) I mean, stuff like that. The grease in the pan and the fish's eye, the grits and the shrimp, and the sweet preserves in the glass bottles the silver or golden metal tops that we had to fasten so tight and then in the back or maybe in the basement moonshine was a secret and then in the attic All the sewing stuff, that's when that would go on. But I'm remembering, I don't remember their names. I didn't, you know, I must have been really little or I just, I don't know. But all those aunts and all those people, I have the essences of them and smells and in food, you know. And my aunt, my uncle won't let me see her right now. I mean, I can go visit her, but I can't stay to just be around her. I think that really hurts me. And I I don't know how she's dealing with it, but, you know, that's how she showed her love. Because once she picked all those vegetables and stuff, then she cooked it. And that was where that, that was the love and how she cooked the food. And then, then even how she served the food, whether it was Thanksgiving or Mother's Day or whenever, the way that she ladled the potato salad and how much who got knowing who gets how much of what because she knew what they liked and she knew what they should eat and what they shouldn't eat and she just naturally did it 
the mac and cheese, all those good things on those special, you know, holy days at church. That's what she used to do. She she doesn't do it anymore. I don't think she has the stamina to do it. But as we we reflect and we look at people, how well do we really know people, our relatives, for who they were outside of their relationship to us? Just what was their life about? Who are they really? If you weren't related to them, who is this person? You know, some people are like that with their parents. They never think of, what was your mom like, you know, before she was your mom? These people had dreams. These people were living their own purpose. And when does that change and why does it change? I think these are questions we should ask each other and ourselves. And what we don't know is that those next generations of young people, they're watching us. And I'm not just telling you, I'm telling myself because I also forget. It's not what we say. They're looking at what we do. And they know, they know things that they shouldn't follow. They see things, they know when they, they see the products and the shows and the whatever else, the clothing, whatever else out there that's putting them in a place that isn't as spiritually rich as it could be. They know. And they hunger. They hunger for something that's above that. I think everyone does to create something special. I met a young lady tonight. And she was telling me her dreams and stuff. I didn't know her and I may never see her again. But we had a moment. You know, we had a moment, and we had our show today, and, you know, it's coordinating a lot of people on a very short notice, but we had moments, especially in the dress rehearsal, which went really well, that actually something struck me in the middle of the performance, something struck me I thought was really interesting. And that was that every performance is so unique and special. Even if you hit all the marks and you do everything exactly the same, you are a different character that night when you're on stage. The circumstances are different because your imagination is different. You feel different. Yeah. 
We can do it. We can live more authentically in terms of I think you guys know that I've been trying to figure out the timelines and the different aspects of time and the perception of time and all of this. And one of the reasons why it's pertinent is the processing time of us learning what we're really saying with our bodies and how we're really responding. There's no way that performance is going to be the same way twice. Anyway. Uh, it's time for me to go to sleep. I hope you got something out of that. I'm going to continue this tomorrow of... I think my dad was talking about it even in his BA. It's really a form of mindfulness, I guess, that we can just have that isolated moment where we can look at it again. And there's an approach to that. There's a therapeutic way of doing all this. And I'm going to show everyone how we're going to do this. I'm going to do that. Not now, another time. Stay happy. I love you. We're going to continue this conversation next broadcast.